jamming on the J-O-B with Shawnee Scott and Mel's on the M-I-C. All right, we are back jamming on the job this Thursday, and I am the Honorable Shawnee Scott. Oh, hey. He is the Honorable Mel's on the M-I-C. The Honorable yeah. Mel's on the M-I-C. Thank you, uh, the most honorable, and peace be on to you, the most honorable Shawnee Scott. How are you today? Yes, I am wonderful. I am very... Um, pleasantly surprised by the new title that we are both that we have both acquired yes um and it's a beautiful thing it is a beautiful honorable thing. males most most oh, most definitely most honorable uh shiny scott i mean i'm gonna have to I, say amarosa said we could do this so peace to amarosa we want to thank amarosa for once again uh uh paving the way for black people once again. No, the Honorable oh, Amarosa. I'm sorry. The Honorable Amarosa. Yes. Make sure you get it right now. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with that woman? <laughs> well, the Congressional Black Caucus let her know, girl, bye. That's what they said. Girl, bye. Get out of here with that. <laughs> You're all the girl buys. Yes. The uh, Amarosa, who has a special title with the president that calls herself the, the I don't know what her official title is but we just going to go ahead and call it what it really is her she's the director of talking to black people on behalf of Donald Trump that's her official title no, and he hired the wrong person for that yeah so apparently everybody knows what's been going on with Philando Castile and all these shootings and stuff like that and another cop getting off and Amarosa, I'm quite sure, didn't see the optics on this cuz she's just that much of an attention idiot that she decided to send a letter to the Congressional Black Caucus inviting them to the White House to meet with the president. And the Congressional, and she signed a letter. She signed a letter. The Honorable Amarosa, whatever her last name is, Manigault, or whatever her name is. And the Congressional Black Caucus first got the letter and said, Girl, bye. <laughs> what did you do to call it yourself the Honorable? Where do you get off calling yourself this? And she's mm. so she so he proceeds to show this this uh, screenshot of this government official thing that tells you this is the official salutation for this person and their position in the White House. Now, Amarosa's position is not on this sheet because whatever her no. title is, a special advisor to the president, it's not on this sheet. So and and another factor is everybody that. Well, yeah, go ahead. Here, I'm going to give you the, the list of people. OK, so on here they have the president. Uh huh. Um, and his salutation or his or her salutation should be, uh, in complimentary clothes should be dear Mr. Or Madam President. Okay. And you end it with respectfully. Okay. Okay. Spouse of the president. Be clear. I ain't calling dear, him that. I'm gonna call him y'all president still. Y'all president. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, spouse of the president, dear Mrs. Or Mr. And then you close it re respectfully. Now, the assistant to the president, and I think that's where Omarosa um, feels she Fits is. In. <laughs> I guess, because now when you send the letter, you put dear Mr. or Mrs. in the surname, and you end it with um, sincerely. However, when you address the letter on the or the envelope, you say honorable person's name assistance to the president mm -hmm. so it's but that's not a title right no she has okay some, and then she has some weird funky new specially created title yeah and then other than that on the list they have the vice president former president and the chief justice those are the only ones 
Like she has something like some some stupid title that they created, which which essentially says this, which essentially is the synonym of director of black communications with the president. Like she, that's what she has. Like something similar to that. Like you're in charge of just talking to the black people for me. You just keep me informed of what's going on with the blacks, as he likes to call them. Is that what he really says? <laughs> I mean, he probably didn't say that in public, but he has called oh. us the blacks before. So, oh, okay. uh, but yes, Amarosa. So Amarosa believes that she gets to call herself the honorable and the Congressional Black Caucus saw this and was like, you know what? We good. <laughs> we don't want to meet with you But check out, <laughs> check out the tweet that she sent him. So um, they responded to her, you know, asking her about that, of course. And she tweeted back. She tweeted back. She said, "At uh, this guy's name is Josh. Josh, here is a guide for White House appointees' titles. Feel free to share it with the rest of your staff. Hashtag fake news. Wow. <laughs> she tweeted this. The nerve of these people, man. The nerve she of these people. She tweeted this. The nerve of these people. They have no incompetence. Their only answer back is, my ignorance and my stupidity is just as good as your intelligence. Oh, this is so, so stupid. And But the Congressional Black Caucus, which was smart on their half, because they know what happened last time they met with the president. So it was just a photo op. Nothing's happened. Nothing's changed. There's been nothing. He's never said anything. He's still out doing campaign rallies in Iowa. So, yeah, I mean, and it, it, here is their response. This is their exact response. They say to the letter that Amarosa sent them. They say, given the lack of response to any of the many concerns we have raised with you and your administration, we decline your invitation for all 49 members of the Congressional Black Caucus to meet with you. Um, Chairman Representative Cedric Richmond of Louisiana wrote in a letter to um, Trump. He went on to say, I fail to see how a social gathering would benefit the policies we advocate for. The CBC will always be willing to engage in discussion and debate about policies and programs that will make America more a more perfect union for all. Wow. Beautiful. The beautifully written. That's beautifully written. Yes. Because basically what they're saying is we recognize a photo op when we see one. We know that, and Amorosa is just trying to get out in front of the Philando Castile situation. That's all she's trying to do is capitalize because I can promise you that had they went up and had met with him, they wouldn't have got nothing talked about. They would have took a picture with the president, and it, and she would. We're up in here discussing important issues that's important to the black community when all they're doing is taking a picture. They're aware of this, and they're not falling for a shenanigans. So Amorosa, girl, have a seat. Bye. Because you're not right. Because you're not you're not affecting anything. All you're doing, you can't even. You're not even smart enough to see. Well, I guess you are smart enough to see, and that's why you took the job to being the black PR person for the president. <laughs> I mean, if he, uh, you know, basically, basically, that's all she's been trying to do. That's all, like the black college, all the black college presidents. You see what happened with that? What has come of that? <laughs> what has come of that? Mm. Um, it's been nothing but photo ops. He, he just met with his cabinet the other last week, and it was a photo op. So, yeah, and the thing about it is the um, CBC has sent eight letters prior to this that they have said nothing about. Exactly. But now y'all won't talk. Now y'all yeah. won't talk because, you, as you can see now, black folks are once again upset, angry, and, and, and not finna take y'all stuff no more. And but what but the, but the thing that's that's freaking them out is what they don't see is people. We're not riding in the streets no more. 
We ain't burning stuff down. Yeah. And they so they think, well, what's going on? Well, just know that we getting our stuff together. We just smartening up. <laughs> We're just smartening That's right. up. That's all. That's all. But uh, shout out to Amarosa. Uh, just because of Amarosa, I can now call myself the Honorable Males on the MIC. So, uh, man, forget Amarosa. <laughs> I ain't shouting out to her. <laughs> I, mean, I thank her for the title. Hey, if you're going to be that stupid to go ahead and give yourself fake titles, I'm going to go ahead and call you Queen. I mean, well, technically, we already call you Queen Shawnee Scott, you know, Queen of I-20 and I-35. <laughs> oh my god go call you, give yourself whatever title y'all want today go ahead and call yourself whatever you want call yourself whatever you want call yourself king queen boss <laughs> call yourself whatever you want today and make and make them put respect on your name there <laughs> well you know who's not getting a lot of respect on his name right now is trey songs Okay. What's going on with Trey now, man? Oh, I mean, my God. Last week, I heard Trey, Trey out here stealing dudes' girls off the of stages and dry humping them on the stage. What do you, what do you got himself into now? Well, Trey has a court date that's set for September 12th. Now, I'm going to give you the story backwards. Okay. September 12th, he has to go to court. He is looking at four years in jail for a felony assault. Damn. Charge. Damn. Yeah. Um. Now, in February, they were trying to get that reduced to a misdemeanor. Mm -hmm. So this is what happened. Back in December, Trey was on tour. He was in Detroit. Um, yeah, he was in Detroit at a concert. He got upset because his time was, you know, the concert people was like, no, it's time for you to get off stage. Right. You can't go over. Right. So he got upset and he started tearing up the stage. He was throwing ah, equipment off the stage. Okay. And then he even punched a police sergeant. Damn. You know, after his mic was cut off. Now, the thing about it, because, you know, when they told that story, they was like, oh, Trey Songs done got into it with the police. Okay, number one, the guy wasn't dressed in his police uniform. Ah, so he didn't know that okay. was a police okay. officer. About That's to say, just. He out here just straight wilding out, <laughs> RB thugging for real, for real out here in these streets. Yeah, he didn't know. He didn't know. He was mad and he punched the dude. So um, he was arrested th that night and he was released on a $25,000 uh, $25, bail. Well, he had to go to court about this. Um, and what was so funny about it, one of the news outlets put at the bottom rapper Trey Songs. Oh, boy, they never <laughs> it's knew. like mm -hmm. and the number one, he ain't a rapper. <sighs> he is a singer. All this but is, the All this scene was the funky spelling of songs and they just automatically assumed he was a rapper. They checked And probably his hair, the way he's wearing his well, yeah, hair. Got, now, well, yeah, that's true too. That's true too. They seen one he's Google search. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, just to assume that he's a rapper. So, I mean, what if I start putting uh, 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 mass murderer under people that look like Charles Manson? Right. right. Okay, that wouldn't be right. But anyway, so <laughs> the reason why Trey is looking at four years in jail right now is because he took to social media after this. And so you guys got to be careful with this because the judge is like, all of this can come in. Well, he got on Snapchat, made a video saying to the police out there in Detroit, F the police. Whoa. So <laughs> it's like, woo, Trey.
You got to let the trade trade trade. From, from here on out, folks, can, can we be clear here? If you want to have the audacity to say F the police in 2017, at least have the song playing in the background so you can get away with it. Have the song playing somewhere in your vicinity so you can get away with this because these people are going to use this against you uh, if you just say it in, it's in silence for some reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know. His defense team is trying to use that defense, but it's like, now if you see the the video, (laughs) yeah, that he was just singing the NWA song, and it's like, uh, no, sir, you're not going to be able to get away with that one. Hey, give it a shot. I say give it a shot. Hey, hey, who's his lawyers? (laughs) Um, I don't know who his lawyers are, but... um, I, I I just hope that Trey Songs doesn't have to go to jail because I don't see him, you know, as a jail person. He's so sweet and you know, and he's just you know, he's just not that guy. Well, he's from VA. I mean, he's from VA. He he's a hood cat at the end of the day. I mean, get all the R B stuff. I mean, I mean, for starters, I'm I, I can tell you this. I'm not hood enough. <laughs> I can assure you that I'm not hood enough because I, I don't know if I ever punched a cop. <laughs> I, I don't think I ever punched a cop. So he's punching cops out here in the street. Yes, granted, he didn't know about that. But after the fact that he knew and still went get on social media and talk trash about it, shows me that there's still hood in that brother. And yeah, he, he'll be all right in jail. <laughs> but, no, but, but, no. I but I don't think he's going to go to jail in all honesty. I think it's, it's, uh, I think they're blowing it out of proportion. Uh, they know what it is. It got, it was situation that got out of hand i don't think he's gonna do four years but he might get some probation i mean he's a celebrity come on it don't matter they put chris brown in jail that's chris brown chris brown look here's the thing when you get a multiple track record of arrest when you're a celebrity they're gonna put you in jail it's after you may have been famous okay they, they figured you you should know better by now you famous <laughs> why you keep getting in trouble so they're going to put you in jail at some point if you're a celebrity, but if you keep getting in trouble. But Trey ain't one that's been really one that's getting in trouble. No, he's not. You know, he's Mr. Steal, your girlfriend. And I've, I've had the opportunity to meet Trey and sit down and talk to him. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something about, ladies, this is for y'all. If you ever meet Trey Songs, Trey Songs is going to focus on you. I mean, he can charm the draws right off you because he's so charming out of all of the artists that i've met it's only two that could do that trey songs and 50 cent when you are there talking to them they focus on you it don't matter if they people saying something if they people saying hurry up come on i need they a, like no i need a oh, i'm talking to you sound effect that's what i need i need a sound effect that's what i need they are there and it is all about you and and if you got 15 20 minutes whatever your time frame is with them they make sure that you feel like you the only woman in their world during that time and i'm not the only person that says that but yeah honey trey songs will look at you in them eyes you'll be like oh hold on this little boy let me turn away because mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. trey is what i think he's 32 or something like that it's a grown man it's a grown-ass man yeah. <laughs> no, it's I mean, yeah. but, but again, if he keeps trending the way he's going, he's gonna be the way of the Browns. Chris Brown, Bobby Brown, James Brown. Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> stop it. He's gonna stop he, it. They're gonna stop he it, have to change his it. name to Trey Brown. And we just going to change, and rechange his name to uh, Trey Brown, so he can fit into that category of the R and B of the R and B thug family last name Brown. <laughs> well, his his last name is Neverson. Tremaine Neverson, that's his legal name. 
But um, you know, right now shout we'll out find the, out. Real quick, shout out to the Carmichael show. That's why I stole that joke from <laughs> the Brown uh, joke. <laughs> well, September twelfth, we'll find out what's gonna happen with um Trey. Right now, his reps are not saying anything. They lips are closed. Other than only thing they saying right now is that he was singing that NWA song, and that ain't you know. Hey, I go with that defense, that brother. Use that defense if you can, my brother. I go with that. I agree with that defense. <laughs> now. Speaking of charming, uh-huh. you know, we all really, if you watch Grey's Anatomy, you know who Jesse Williams is. And for the longest, we thought he was a white boy. And then he got up there on the BET Awards and gave that Black Lives Matter speech. And we was like, oh, this a brother? He's the only oh. He's the only Jesse we acknowledge. We no longer acknowledge Jesse Jackson or any other Jesse. The only Jesse we acknowledge from here on out in the black community is Jesse Williams. Well, it's about to get ugly for him because he is going through an ugly divorce Damn, from son. his black wife. Come on, son. Come on, son. <laughs> yeah. Erin, I believe it's her name. Erin. Um, so they have, now check this out. This is what's interesting to me. And I, I get it. I understand divorce is divorce, you know, and sometimes things happen. But they, they have two kids. Mm-hmm. They have a three-year-old okay. and they have a one-year-old. Okay. The one-year-old is the new baby. It's the new baby. Just got one. Here. Just got here. Just got here. Okay. And we are going through this ugly divorce. Now, the thing about it is, is that now we, we're not sure. But, well, we do know that Jesse is supposedly dating um, uh, the girl. from. I can't even think of her now. I just lost her name. It'll come back to me. But supposedly has a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Not sure if they live together. However, one of the big issues is is that um, the um, Aaron, the, his wife, doesn't want him to have the kids stay over. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I wonder if he, um, if he and his girlfriend, Minka, Minka Kelly, that's her name. Minka Kelly. If, Minka. Minka. Minka Kelly. Like I like a Minka. 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 Minka Kelly. That don't sound too Black yeah. Lives Matter-ish to me right now. <laughs> well, no. She's no, she's every bit of a glass of chocolate milk. I mean, every bit of a glass of, of milk. Oh, okay. Without the chocolate. Yes, every bit of that. Mm-hmm. And so um, Aaron is like, nah, my kids can't spend a night with you. But what Jesse has been able to do is to see the kids every day for like two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, you know, because he, he and Aaron have been together. They've been together for a long time. I want to say they've been together like 13, 14 years, but only married for five years. Right. And his wife, Aaron, is a, she's an actress herself. So it's not like she's just sitting at home doing nothing. Right. She's she's working. But um, the issue is they getting ready to have this big fallout, blow up divorce because she's like, no, nah, my kids can't spend the night over there. And I have to say, I understand what she's saying because my baby is one. I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old, and you just want to bring them around this new girl that you just hooked up with. And, I mean, are y'all getting married? Y'all staying together? What's happening? Yeah, Because okay. you didn't waste no time. I mean, he, he went from this house to that house, like, that quick. I mean, I mean, let's be clear. I mean, if they just had a one-year-old and they're getting a divorce, that tells me that that was a, a, a sort of a relationship makeup baby. You know what I'm saying? Like they, or the uh-oh baby. Right. Like my baby girl, my baby girl. I'll be honest and transparent right now. Tamron is the 
Uh oh, how the hell did this happen? Cause I was about to leave your ass, baby. <laughs> I mean, but still, I mean, I, and that's what it sounds like to me in this situation is with uh with a one year old. You know, you got a one year old. I mean, yes, granted, a three year old. The one year old is probably something that. But what's but my thing is what's acceptable then? What is acceptable if you because one of the things that we find nowadays especially in relationships nowadays that's that's definitely evolved from the old days is the fact that we can parent without both of us being parents being there being there you know being in a relationship for there's no more staying together just for the kids in 2017 Uh, no that's clear no oh no and i don't think that's healthy because i did that and and that's not healthy. And that's uh, that, that's not good. And that's, what, that's not good. And that's what we're noticing now in this new millennium. And it's still and it's still an adjustment period. And that's why stories like this are still kind of shocking to a lot of people. And they find they still get so upset and worked up about it. What's acceptable then? What's acceptable? I mean, but this is this is my thing. I'm not going to just start putting my kids around everybody because that that's not good either. Because you're teaching your your kids are watching you. Mm-hmm. And and at, at that, you know, the one year old, she he, he I think the boy is one. So he's not going to remember none of this. He remember that the three year old is looking like, OK, I see, you know, they're the three year old is learning how to be a little person. Mm-hmm. OK, in the world. So she's picking up on some of this. How much of it she'll remember? I don't know, but it'll stay with her a lot more than the one year old. And me personally, I just don't want my kids around. I mean, we we just got together. So why is it necessary for you to be here when I have my children? And that that's one rule I had when I, I date. I've, since I've been divorced, I've dated one person. He could not come to my house and when and spend the night, you know, or late when my daughters were there because that's my daughter's house, <coughs> and they should feel comfortable enough to walk around however they want, and you know. If my kids and my daughter, because my daughter's like, come get in the bed with me. Right. And I don't want them to, you know, come in there and some big old man laying there. Right. <laughs> you know, no. So I think Jesse should just wait, you know, and if this new girl really loves him um, and she really wants to plan a future for him, then she with him, then I think that she would take those things into consideration. Like, okay, well, when he has his kids, let me go find something to do over here. Because this is already a hard time for these kids, too. Because it's like, okay, mommy and daddy was in the house. Now, all of a sudden, we got two houses. This is fun, but dang, two I kind of wish two mommy two birthdays. and daddy were together. <laughs> or, you know, it becomes, well, can daddy spend the night? Mommy, can mommy come spend the night? Well, can mommy come over here and take care of this for me? Or, Mommy, will you call Daddy and have him come? To, you know, so they're too young for that. And this relationship is too new. Mm-hmm. At least let your relationship develop. You know, find out what you're going to be doing. Is, is this long term so or is you're this saying somebody is, I'm kicking it so with? So what you're saying is is uh, uh, an acceptable amount of time would be, I guess, <laughs> a couple of months, a year. I mean, what? I mean, that's that's what I'm trying to figure out here because. Uh, well, you I, really can't put that on it. Well, it depends I'll and, on. I'll go ahead and share where... my story. I'll go ahead and share my story because I I I was that guy. You know, I when I met my wife, you know, I I was the guy that was the new guy that was coming into the relationship while she had a kid already. Okay, so 
I didn't meet my son, and well, I didn't meet Ikaiken until he was uh, at least three months into our relationship. And even then, it was still like, uh, hi, hi, Ikaika, I'm, I'm Jamie, and, and nice to meet you, sir. I mean, he was three years old, you know, but. Yeah, but males, uh-huh. the thing about when you and your wife got to that point, mm-hmm. what, you know, at that time, she was your girlfriend, mm-hmm. you had already made up in your mind, this is the woman that I'm going to marry. I did not make it up that soon. <laughs> you, that's what I, that what in shame the devil <laughs> tell the truth because because you told me that there was an incident that happened and you said i'm that's the girl i'm gonna marry yeah it was an incident that happened but it was it was a couple of months after that after i'll say maybe one or two months after that i that i made up in my mind that i was gonna marry this girl but it was because but because it because uh, there was a long period of time in between there where I was 23 years old at the time, and I was sitting here debating and tossing around in my head, "What? I'm finna take on a girl with a kid." I mean, I mean, what? I don't have any kid. I didn't have any kids, so I, I'm like, "What? What? What am I really getting myself into?" I had to wait. I, it wasn't a rush situation. Yes, yes, me and her dated for a year and got married, but throughout that year, it was a lot of pains with that. It was a lot of stress in my head about am I capable of being a father? This is not my child. How do I feel about it? How do I have, I had to see how she interacted with the with the father, the biological father. I had to, there was a lot of things I had to see and study and pay attention to and see what's going on before I decided to say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and and marry her and take on because again, I fell in love with the kid before I fell in love with the woman. If that makes sense. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Now, you just went through all that psychology that you had to go through as an adult. Right. How do you think that affects a child when they get attached to a person? Now, in your case, you ended up marrying your wife. Mm -hmm. But think about if it, it went a different way. And Ikaika got attached to you, and then all of a sudden, oh no, I can't do this. Definitely, and and, and you're gone. So that's why it's you know it's just not a good idea to get your kids involved in your affairs. And, I'm not and, saying don't date. Don't get me wrong. If if when you move out the house, you want to move in with somebody else, that's fine. But just make sure you make provisions for your children to make sure that you and your kids have quality time together and your kids understand that they can depend on mommy or daddy and that nobody else is going to take that attention away from him. Take that time and then, you know, work on your relationship, develop your relationship with this new person. And if it's going somewhere, then okay, start, you yeah, incorporate the kids. And I mean, really going somewhere where you're thinking about a future with this person. But if your thought is, well, I'm just doing this now because I'm having fun. I'm living my life. Right. I'm living that. Okay, well then live your life and leave your kids out of that, because that causes a whole bunch of dysfunctional adults to grow up. And, and that's the truth. I mean, I mean, because I mean, again, we've all dealt with it growing. Well, not all of us, but there's a lot of us. Most who grew of up, us. Most yeah. of us have grown up in households where you had to deal with with the with issues with your parents and so maybe in some cases you had a parent that was that wasn't faithful and was cheating on you. You got a side chick and. And I mean, it's something I dealt with. My dad, you know, left my mom and I had to, I had to deal with uh, a new lady, seeing a new lady coming into our life and, and all that other stuff. And, you know, and it does affect the kid. I mean, I had to we we seen it firsthand. It affects the kid. It makes you look at a parent crazy. Like one, at least one of the two, whoever's the one, whoever's the one who's doing the most moving and shaking is the one that gets the side eye from the kid. <laughs> Maybe that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, because that that to them, 
that you're not showing them any love. You're showing yourself and being selfish as a priority over what your kid is paying attention to. So my thing is, and again, that's why when I met my son and I met my wife, my focus was more so on showing them that I'm capable of being there for the both of them. And it it wasn't even so much of that showing that I had to show it to myself. Because, again, I was 23 years old. I was, I'm out here in these streets living savage. I'm out here. I ain't got no kids. I'm, I'm fancy and carefree. I remember I sat down and I had a conversation with my dad about this, about this whole situation. My dad was asking me, are you sure about this? Are you sure you are doing this? Are you down for this? This is a child's life you're getting involved in. My dad made it clear mm-hmm. to be clear to talk to me about this. And, yeah. and I was like, I, I, I would like to give it a shot. You know, I would like to try. I think I'm ready. I, I, I like. I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know. We never know. There's no handbook that says this is how you be. This is how you be the perfect parent, and this is how you be the perfect husband, and this is how you do. There's no book out there that can tell you any of these things. So I had to take a risk. Well, looks like your risk paid off. <laughs> it paid off in in a way. <laughs> it paid off. I mean. I mean, again, my son is is on his way to college now. I mean, and he he calls me dad. That is the most like to me. That is the greatest honor you can ask. You can if you're a step parent, is if the the child calls you and acknowledges you as a real parent. Like that's that's that puts you on equal footing. That is the best. That's all I could ever ask for, and I'm, that what makes me happy. But. Back to this Jesse Williams story real quick. I mean, because like I said, I've been that guy. I've been the other guy coming into this situation. What is an acceptable time frame? What is acceptable? And I guess that's what we need to ask the audience. When do you think is an acceptable time frame for this kind of thing? Because that's something we might have to take to the Facebook Live uh, page to uh, about. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, you know, you can't really say two years, three years. You can't say that. It's, it's all about development in you know where people are uh, really you know now if you're getting ready to marry this woman and she's just gonna be there then okay well i guess we just got to deal with this and you know take it with no vaseline however you know i think a parent that is you know concerned about their children you know as well would take into consideration okay let me make sure i'm making the right decision not only for me because this person is going to affect my child too this is gonna affect my child as well. But um now let me give you a little dirt. So um Jesse and Minka were both in Lee Daniels Butler, the butler. Right. And you know that movie came out in 2013. Now they're saying that they never had shot time together and their past never crossed. So basically they didn't meet on the set. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> they say they officially met in January of 2017. Now, what's interesting about January 2017, that's when Jesse and Aaron split. Okay. However, Aaron did not file for divorce until mid-April of 2017. Okay. But Aaron is fine. Like, she is just like, whatever. Okay. And now, okay, here we go. Minka is also <laughs> the ex-girlfriend of Derek Jeter. Oh, oh, wait, why, wait, what, what, why would you want to be? Mm, okay, continue. Uh, I'll leave uh-huh. Um. um, she's also linked to Wilmer, um, 
I can't say this. Valderrama. Him. Um, and they rekindled their relationship after his breakup from Demi Lovato. Okay. Her most recent fling was with actor Josh Radner. I don't know who that is. Who is Josh Radner? I don't know. I don't know. Radner. Dude. Okay. Jesse, bro. But, um. Jesse, bro. That was something. If you, I hope you've seen the Tupac movie, Jesse, bro, because that's a scene in there where Tupac's mom tells Tupac, the enemy will give you all the tools you need to destroy yourself. Stay hmm. woke, my brother. Stay woke. Yes, please stay rogue. Yeah, that was the thing about because I'm like, it's something about her that I know it is gonna be like, uh, yeah, she's um Derek G. She was supposed to be Mrs. Jeter, but that didn't happen. Come on now, that didn't happen. Derek Jeter is notorious. It's I don't know if it's true or not. There's a rumor that goes around that says that Derek Jeter. If you spend the night with Derek Jeter or you do like a one night stand, he sends you an actual basket, like a gift basket. What? <laughs> That's what I heard. I, I don't know if it's true or not. I, I don't know if this is true or not. He says it's not true, but there's been a rumor that Derek Jeter, when he was single, like like he was screwing around with Mariah Carey and all these other famous pe- chicks and stuff like that, that if you had a one-night stand with him, he'll send you home with a gift basket of Derek Jeter-type products. And just to remember. Derek Jeter <laughs> needs to go have several seats. Well, I'm glad he married and him and his his wife are expecting a baby. That would be amazing. If I was rich <clears throat> as hell like that, I would do that. Like, look, girl, here's something to remember me by. Enjoy this evening with this wonderful arrangement of cheese, fruits, baskets, and body scrubs, courtesy of Mel. I <laughs> see. That would be wow. awesome. That would be so awesome. <laughs> That's crazy. That don't even make no sense. Oh, here we go. I got you right here. <laughs> that don't make no damn sense. <laughs> that don't make no damn sense. Mm-mm. I would love that. That would be awesome if you could give out a gift basket. <laughs> that's stupid. No, that's not. That is amazing. That You didn't tell me. <laughs> you just got to have, you spend a night with a Hall of Famer. And you want something to remember the night by? No. Because <laughs> number one, he should be... Happy that I even spent the night. <laughs> that I even came over. I'm a Hall of Fame. I am the Hall of Fame. Now, what? Talk that ish, mama. Talk it. That's right. I am the Hall of Fame. Send, send nobody no gift bags. What <laughs> in the world? <laughs> Are you that whacking bad? It's just that memorable. Just that memorable. Just that memorable. Oh, that, well, if it's that memorable, then you need to memorable. Then you need to give me something better than a gift basket. Because, you know, you can buy that on the corner. They sell those no, on the corner. I'm going to make it personalized. I'm going to make it personalized no, no, by hand. No. I've done it for myself. Wrapped it in everything. Whatever. <laughs> Who cares? It's the thought that counts. <laughs> Who cares? And we have had a wonderful time here today on yes. Jamming on the Job. Now, you can keep keep up with us Um. Yes. tonight. We'll be on Facebook Live. 8.30, we tap in, so we'll talk more on these subjects. And if you want to give your opinion, you're more than welcome and to do so. And don't forget to follow us, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, at Jammin' on the Job, J-A-M-M-I-N-O-N-T-H-E-J-O-B, on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Also, uh, catch this SoundCloud. You can catch this on SoundCloud, TuneIn app. Wherever you are, you'll find it. Uh, and we'll get it on for you, you hear me? So uh, you guys you guys get That's ready for right. a great weekend. We'll see you guys tonight on Facebook Live. And if your boss ain't letting you jam on the job with us, baby. Well, then he's just messing it up for everybody. Give him the finger. Catch Jamming on the Job weekdays from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. on today's R.I.P. Old School, 103.1 KISS FM.